You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Step onto the sexy streets of animal attraction that is New York City. Welcome to Pets in the City, Life in the Urban Jungle. Join host Diane West as she explores the exciting lives, loves, and laments of the people and pets in the world's greatest city. Pets in the City, like the city itself, has something for everyone. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So get ready to get dressed to the canines and take a bite out of the Big Apple with your Pets in the City host, Diane West. Hello, cyber cats, kittens, creatures, and canines under all creation. This is Diane West from Pets in the City on the magnificent Pet Life Radio Network. How are you? I have an unusual show today. We are going to be looking at two sides of the spectrum in terms of what's going on in the economy, in terms of how it affects the pets that still need homes, and actually those that still have homes. But I will explain to you more right after these words from our magnificent sponsors. All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the City will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick dog boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A-B-O-N-E dash to dash p-i-c-k dot com pick up something special for your best friend at a bone to pick a b-o-n-e dash t-o dash p-i-c-k dot com get 10% off with coupon code petlife do you love your dog then you'll love feeding him mouth-watering all-natural treats lovingly handmade by a professional caterer who wanted the very best for her dogs Make no mistake about it, these are not ordinary dog treats. These are doggy delights, like breakfast banana biscotti, honey bear peanut butter balls, yummy apple cinnamon mini cakes, and so much more. Your dog will howl in delight. And now you can get a scrumptious sample pack by going to dingersdogtreats.com. It's a $25 value, yours for just $9.95 through this special radio offer. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Every one of these gourmet doggy treats is handmade from the finest ingredients and taste-tested on our own dogs. Your dog will love them. Get $25 worth of doggy delights now for just $9.95. Go to dingersdogtreats.com now. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Yum. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, 
Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties. Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? And we're back. What do I mean when I say today's segments are the same and yet different? Well, our first segment is going to be an interview with Jen Bristol of Animal Haven Soho. She's the uh, head of that um, Animal Haven outpost, uh, which actually had started in Flushing, Queens. And now um, they also have an additional swanky post in downtown Soho. By the way, um, did you know that Soho actually means south of Houston? So S-O-H-O. Very clever. It has been become a neighborhood to see and be seen in and right smack in the middle of it is Animal Haven Soho which you can adopt a dog and pick up some pretty swanky swag at the same time. However, with the economy being what it is, and I'm, I'm not even going to dwell on it, you all know what it is, you all hear the same news that I do, there has been a effect on animal adoption, animal purchases, um, and by that I mean animal supply purchases, and um, it's kind of interesting to me because usually one thinks that Manhattan is insulated from the rest of the country, rest of the United States, from the you know the ups and downs of the mortgage crisis and and what have you because we don't really own our houses here and um, the co-op boards are so strict that they won't let you in unless you have at least a trillion dollars in the bank or more and I'm only slightly exaggerating. But it really has become to a point that it is affecting us, and Jen is going to explain that to us. And it's really affecting us in some unusual ways. Um, And so here's Jen. I think every day we must receive at least a dozen phone calls of people that can no longer take care of their pets. Um, I think either they need to move out of town for work reasons, they might have to take another job that they're not allowed to take their pet to, or they might be moving in with a family member or friend whose building does not allow pets, or they just really financially cannot take care of their pets any longer. On the upswing, I think that we've had a little of a bump in increase in adoption. So I don't know if people are seeking out shelters for adoptions because they think it's a less expensive way to go, which is a possibility. Um, We definitely educate everyone that even though when you adopt from a shelter, it's much more affordable than a breeder or a pet store, but we do educate everyone that adopts from us that a lifetime of care is very expensive for a pet. Interesting point that you make. Um, A lot of our listeners and perhaps other parts of the country will hear about the mortgage crisis and whatever and and picture someone getting thrown out of their home in the suburbs. Here in the city, it's a little bit different. Um, We all live in... um, apartments, most of us anyway. And um, if you could just elaborate on on kind of what what happens with that cycle. Somebody adopts a a dog or a cat, 
and then their situation changes and just elaborate on that. Sure. I think that a lot of times people will adopt or even purchase a dog or a cat and then they need to move for financial reasons. They need to downsize maybe or they might have to move to an apartment building that doesn't allow pets and it's important for them to live in this new situation and they can no longer take care of their pet and they call and surrender their dog or cat. I also think that people sometimes are working more hours because they might be taking on two jobs or doing extra time at work so they're not they don't have time for their pets and then they feel guilty and they want to bring them into an environment i think one thing people should think about before they surrender their animals is to see if there's anyone that during this period can maybe watch their dog or cat for a period of time um, a friend or a family member, maybe even out of state, that they're not affected and that they can take care of their pet. Or try to find maybe if you need to, if you're in transition, maybe find a low-cost boarding facility or vet. Maybe your vet would do some low-cost boarding for you if it's a temporary situation. Is this some of the suggestions that you give to the folks that have been coming in? Sure, sure. I mean, we try to encourage everyone to keep their pet if they can, but we do understand that if, the, if they can't take care of their pet, then it's, it's a situation that they do have to find another situation for. And I think one of the things we try to do is have them try to find a, a, you know, if they can't bring them into the shelter, is try to find a friend or family that might just want to adopt them or, you know, uh, spread the word within their vet or their dog run and let them know that they need to find a, another home for their pet. So ideally, before coming to the point that they need to surrender to a shelter, um, they, these are good tips to, to network with the veterinarian, network with perhaps uh, out-of-state family and friends uh, t until you get back out of your feet, stuff like that. Sure, because I think that all of the shelters here in New York City are way past capacity. And here at Animal Haven, we are limited in the animals we can take in. And I know, unfortunately, some people might have to bring their animals to animal care and control. And that's, you know, for some, that's a sad situation. So if we could find any other way to put those dogs and cats in better homes, that's a great idea. And you're, you're finding dogs that traditionally you wouldn't find so much in the shelter, correct? Absolutely. Um, right now, we just adopted out a rat terrier who's about a year and a half. We just received an eight-week-old Maltese Poodle Cross who was adopted out pretty quickly. We have two Shih Tzus. We have a miniature Pinscher, a Chihuahua. So we definitely have breeds that are appealing for people that live in the city. So, I mean, it's just, it's almost uh, kind of indicative of what's going on because, I mean, not to generalize, but especially in here in Soho, you see a lot of uh, young couples uh, in small apartments and they tend to have small, you know, designer dogs, shall we say, or, or, you know, at least purebred dogs. And you're seeing these come into the shelter. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that people are, I think slowly but surely, people are really becoming more educated and seeking out dogs for adoption that, that that can be a certain breed or a hybrid that, that's desirable to them and like going on Pet Finder or stopping in our Soho location and seeing what we have. So I think people are, are slowly but surely becoming more aware that adoption is the best option. Mm -hmm. I guess, would you have any um, advice or tips for someone who might really be uh, becoming faced with this, you know, heart-rendering situation? I, they just lost their job or they have to, they lost their roommate, whatever, and uh, their mom won't let them bring the dog with them? I would say if you love your pet, try the best you can. And if it doesn't work out, then to make sure you maybe if it's a pure breed, seek out a, a pure breed rescue group that might take it because they have a foster network. Um, look to all the shelters here in New York. We're all trying really hard, but we are overbooked. But definitely, I would suggest try your best to try and find you know a temporary situation within your family and friends. Mm -hmm.
I know when we have been historically in times of economic downturn, a lot of the uh, nonprofits, unfortunately, as a whole, have also seen a dip in in their donations or, or at least uh, some kind of difference. Has, has that happened with you guys thus far? Absolutely. I mean, I think first it definitely started with the gas increase. Um, we have an immobile adoption van that goes out every weekend, and it's very costly for us to do that. Um, so that was the first thing. And then I think lately, obviously, with the economic situation, we definitely have noticed a decrease in spending at our adoption center, which has a high impact boutique, and also with donations. But we hope that things might change by the holidays, hopefully, that people will be more giving. But here at Animal Haven Soho, um, we've had a number of Halloween events today that has helped us raise a lot of money. We have the Chihuahua meetup group that just had a party that raised over $500 for us. We had the Pug meetup that had a Halloween party, and then we have another meetup later. So I think that the dog owners are trying to do their own um, by helping us, doing their own thing, and I think it's, we're very grateful for that. And October is, again, uh, Adopt a Shelter Dog Month, correct? So what better way would it be to celebrate but to give a, a nice donation to somebody like Animal Haven? Absolutely. We encourage all donations and definitely come into our shop and buy your pet food here, buy your dog's treats. And one of the things we say here is pamper your pet for good. So you can come here and pamper your pet and know that all the money is going to a good cause. You can go on our website at animalhavenshelter.org or stop in at 251 Center Street in Soho, and that's between Broom and Grand Streets. And um, what's the phone number? 212-274-8511. Okay, and again, we're with Jen Bristol, Director of Animal Haven Soho, down in, of course, funky Soho, New York. And um, remember, it's uh, Adopt a Shelter Dog Month. And if you can't adopt a shelter dog, at least help those who are trying to get them adopted out. Thanks. So again, really interesting perspective, not just uh, from people losing their jobs and having to turn in their pets because they now have to go live back with mom and dad and mom and dad said nicks on the dog or the cat that they just had. They're also reducing their spending as well. And also, please keep in mind that this is probably going to be a particularly tough year for your local uh, shelters and rescues. So even if you don't have monetary donations, they would always appreciate blankets, towels, and a lot of other things on their wish list. So keep them in mind for this holiday season. Another interesting thing that Jen mentioned, I just want to say is kind of indigenous here in New York, is pet-friendly housing. There are so many people here that would love to have a pet, and they are restricted by their buildings from doing so for one reason or another, or they used to be able to have pets, and now there is new management, and all the pets have to get out. It's really a bizarre situation, and a sad one as well, because it does contribute to the amount of animals that are in our shelters. However, your roving reporter here has gotten some exclusive information that I am double and triple checking, but it's really pretty much rock-solid source that some very large management companies here have found the crisis so bad that they're actually telling their agents to, you know what, forget about the restrictions on weight for pets, because some buildings let you in if your dog's under 25 pounds. They're actually telling their agents, you know what, go ahead, rent it to whoever you can rent it. But interesting caveat, some of them say, but no, quote unquote, I'm quoting here, vicious breeds such as pit bulls and rottweilers. 
Now, however you feel about that is one thing, but the law in New York, as it currently stands, is that you cannot make breed discriminatory decisions like that. So I'm not sure if you guys know that, real estate agents, but you might get caught by the tail. I appreciate what you're doing, and I'm sure a lot of other people do too, but you should be aware of the law. So just keep that in mind. Really interesting story. Now I'm going to switch to the other story that I was telling you about, which is a bit more uplifting. I went to this very, very glittering and fancy celebrity auction. It was called Celebrity Dogs Unleashed, and it was sponsored by Halo Purely for Pets for the benefit of Green Chimneys. I really didn't know that Green Chimneys had existed until I went to this show, and uh, it is such an amazing story. So let me tell you a little bit more about that when we come back from a short break. All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the City will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Do you love your dog? Then you'll love feeding him mouth-watering, all-natural treats, lovingly handmade by a professional caterer who wanted the very best for her dogs. Make no mistake about it, these are not ordinary dog treats. These are doggy delights, like breakfast banana biscotti, honey bear peanut butter balls, yummy apple cinnamon mini cakes, and so much more. Your dog will howl in delight. And now you can get a scrumptious sample pack by going to dingersdogtreats.com. It's a $25 value, yours for just $9.95 through this special radio offer. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Every one of these gourmet doggy treats is handmade from the finest ingredients and taste tested on our own dogs. Your dog will love them. Get $25 worth of doggy delights now for just $9.95. Go to dingersdogtreats.com now. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Yum. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. 
PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take Me Home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties. Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? So as I was saying, one of the perks of my job is I get to go to these fancy dinners and celebrity showings, and I'm always, always, always underdressed. But that's okay. They probably think I'm an eccentric or just a reporter, which of course I am. This one that I went to recently, I I really was quite impressed by. It was called Celebrity Dogs Unleashed. And it was at this very fancy hotel downtown. And what it was is fiberglass dogs that had been either painted or inspired by a number of uh, very well-known celebrities. And these dogs are going to be offered up for auction. Opening bid is $500, so <laughs> save your pennies. But, I mean, it's, uh, I don't, if New York people, if you remember the cow parade here uh, a few years back, sort of the same idea where people took the blank canvas, and in this case, fiberglass uh, Labrador retrievers, and kind of put their own mark on them. Uh, for example, Anne-Marie Lucas of uh, Animal Precinct has a uh, almost Wonder Woman type of dog painting. Glenn Close painted her dog like a blue Dalmatian with a reference to Cruella de Vil. Rachel Ray made something. Fiona Apple, Richard Gere, some pretty top-notch names here. One of the ones that really caught my attention was a dog that is kind of painted like a fish, complete with fins. And it says it was created by Robert Kennedy Jr., which, of course, a lot of you know here is a very big um, name in terms of the environment here in New York City and state. And if you win this dog in the bid, um, you will also receive a special falconing adventure with Robert Kennedy Jr. himself. Wow. I would love to do that, you know, with or without the dog. I mean, the dog's very nice, but that that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So the auction for these dogs goes on until November 3rd, and it's going to be online. And you can see a picture of all of the creations And again, they were either done by the celebrity or person of note by themselves or, I'm quoting here, inspired by them, meaning that they had a little help, maybe a ghost artist as opposed to a ghost writer. And you can look at them at the following website, charityfolks.com forward slash unleashed. Let me spell that out for you. C-H-A-R-I-T-Y-F-O-L-K-S dot com forward slash unleashed. I'll put the link up on our website as well on Pet Life Radio. And then I spoke to the reason for this. I spoke to a representative of Green Chimneys, which is a very interesting and innovative 
Farm, which seeks to put both animals and children in need of help and rehabilitation together in a very bucolic and nurturing situation with each other. It was started in 1947 by this extremely forward-looking uh, Dr. Ross, who uh, was very charming and certainly charmed me. His name's Dr. Sam Ross and his wife, Myra Ross. Um, and we'll hear how he started it in 1947 and what his dad first thought about his crazy idea. Really great interview. I was very glad to have gotten it. Anyway, let me shut up and let's go to the celebrity dog auction and look at some of the dogs. And you're here with Diane West with Pets in the City on Pet Life Radio. And I am completely underdressed and standing next to the wonderful hostess here, anyway, uh, Deborah Bernstein of Green Chimneys. And uh, this is actually uh, the Celebrity Dogs Unleashed uh, benefit to uh, benefit children and animals of Green Chimneys. But I'm going to have Deborah explain to me a little bit about what Green Chimneys is. Well, Green Chimneys is actually celebrating its 60th year, and we were founded in 1947. The school opened in 1948, and the whole concept is to bring children and animals together. And our founder is still very active and believes that children can be healed by having them work with animals. So a big part of our program is animal-assisted therapy. Uh, we have a little under 200 acres in Brewster, New York, another 337 in Carmel, and programs in New York City. And it's really all about helping the children and helping the animals. Now when you say, um, like what kind of uh, afflictions or I guess problems do the children come to uh, when they come to Green Chimneys? Well, we help children who have either emotional problems, behavioral problems, social problems, or learning disabilities. So they're kids who really have had a cycle of failure in their school, in their home, in their community, and this is a place where they can really start to succeed. They can learn, they can heal, they can grow. And it's been a magical formula now for 60 years, and we've watched thousands of children come through the program and really start a new life. Now, uh, where do you get them from? Do you get them, like, from, uh, are they referred to by social workers or other places? We do. We have um, some children referred through social services, children referred through the um, committees for special education in individual schools, and a lot of parents who want their children in the program as well. Um, a lot of our children don't really connect with other people, and they find that by connecting with an animal, that then they connect with a peer, they connect with a teacher, they connect with their family, and and again, it's it's a magical healing formula. Uh, what, what are the general ages of the kids? We start with children as young as five years old, and we actually go through 21. Um, we try to get children as young as we can because you can have more of an impact, and uh, if when you do have an early intervention. Our, our listeners can't see it, but maybe can you describe in your own words what, what we're looking at right now? Well, it's the most colorful kennel I think anyone would ever <laughs> see. We've got these fabulous um, polka-dotted Stanley Tucci dog, this absolutely museum-quality dog from Chimera Essex House. Now, you were telling me a little bit about this before we start. Tell me about this. Now, now this is, listeners, a beautiful dog. I, I can't even describe him. These are all fiberglass dogs? They're fiberglass. And they're all life-size Labrador Retrievers. 
retrievers. Oh, okay. My personal favorite is this dog that I wish our listeners could see. It's a black lacquer finish that has gold, um, actually gilted on it, and it's called Deco Dog. It's all done in an Art Deco theme and with a lot of color and reflecting a lot of the deco design of the hotel that is helping sponsor our program tonight. And um, now you, you said a little bit about the artist um, was also intriguing as well. Um, the artist actually is from Uzbekistan and she was commissioned by Jumeirah Hotel to paint this dog for our fundraiser. It's beautiful. Now I'm looking at some other very creative dogs here as well uh, and they're all done by celebrities. Uh, we got uh, Rachel Ray, dog is actually called Bliss, and it's an ethereal dog, heavenly dog, and she wanted it to be a little bit abstract. Um, she's been a supporter of Green Chimneys and a wonderful friend, and she's actually here this evening with us, and uh, was actually among the troupe that sang How Much Is That Doggy in the Window as we launched the program. Oh, okay. So that was fun. Jay Sanders' dog is right next door, again, a bird theme, um, so instead of a nose, it looks more like a beak.
fashion and um, some sayings that she usually does uh, during her courtroom scenes. So they're actually written on the dog. And then Glenn Close did a Dalmatian. We were kind of thinking it would be a 101 Dalmatian type thing, but she actually painted it in powder blue with multicolor spots. And the, the fun part is the collar around his neck says, too cool for Cruella. <laughs> through November the 1st and the money will come back to help Green Chimneys and uh, we're hoping we'll get a lot of exposure. Um, we're in a huge endowment and capital campaign right now so we're looking to get some new people okay. to find out about the wonderful work we do with children and animals. Now, now I get it. Who, who came up with this idea? It was actually one of our board members, Carol Bacon and Halo, Purely for Pets was our sponsor and put this all together and it's been this incredible initiative with so many people working together children train service dogs. Um, our children will have a dog in the learning center, so if they're afraid to read to a peer, they'll read to a dog, and they're more comfortable. Um, our founder actually brings his dog, Spike, a little Pomeranian, to the office every day with him, and dogs are really part of the therapeutic milieu, milieu on campus. Um, we have farm animals as well, but we also have dogs, and Carol herself, the board member who started this, has two Labrador retrievers, and they were the inspiration, Molly and Murphy. doesn't judge a child by what they're wearing, what their skin color is, how high their IQ is. A dog is, I won't say it doesn't give unconditional love because a dog expects the respect from the child, but the dog really connects with the child. And we found, again, as I mentioned, it's an amazing formula where children connect with these animals, they learn about loving and caring and nurturing, and then they take it back into their classroom, into their dorm room, into their home. And it's all basically the work of Dr. Ross uh, from 1947, who had this huge vision, and if you'd ask him, I'll bet he never would have expected that it would have grown into this huge agency from a little dream. Yeah, magnificent. And um, so again, one, once again, Deborah, can you repeat to us the two important websites we need to know, both for the auction and for Green Chimneys? Well, for Green Chimneys, just go to www.greenchimneys.org, and we'll tell you about the auction there as well. And for the auction, go to charityfolks.com slash unleashed. And we hope your listeners will bid on these fabulous dogs. They're one-of-a-kind masterpieces. Okay, we, got, we have to warn them, though. What's the opening bid here? Opening bid is $500, which is about the cost of the dog and the shipping. So we're not making money on it until they go a little bit higher. But the dogs have other, um, other things added. For example, for Bobby Kennedy's dog, you can have a day of falconry with Bobby. Um, for Wendy Diamonds, you get lunch with her and Lucky. So they're kind of fun packages that make it more than just a wonderful piece of art. It's, it's a celebrity experience. Okay, well, I'm going to be looking them at them online, and uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with us. And thank you. Take her decide the lady's home journey. Ask your question. What do you want? Okay, well, first introduce yourself. Well, we, I was 19 and a half when I got 
the idea. I was really younger. I was still in my junior year of college. That I thought it would be wonderful if we could raise children and animals together. Started with 11 children that first summer, and it's grown today where we have programs in New York City, in Westchester County, in Putnam County, and in nearby uh, Fairfield, Connecticut. I bet we touched the lives of about 35,000 to 40,000 adults and children over the course of the year through various programs. And um, the, 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 it's an amazing thing because when we originally started, my idea was that we'd have, we'd raise the chickens, we'd raise this, we'd raise that. But when we found out how attached the children uh, got to the animals, we said, listen, you don't eat your own therapist, so uh, we will serve meat in the dining room, but nothing, nothing that we grow on the farm, uh, except vegetables, are served in the dining room because the children, uh, the children recover for whatever problem, and they help the animals recover from whatever problem exists. And it's, it's a very exciting thing to see this happen, see a child really blossom forth, take the responsibility of an animal that's been injured. Uh, in fact, uh, recently we did a kestrel, and uh, it went back into the city, and I wrote a letter to the person where it's going to go, because they had named the kestrel. And I said, we teach children, you don't name wildlife. It's not, they are not pets under any circumstance. Something went wrong, and that's why the animal is in captivity. And we want the children to grow up to be stewards of the earth, to take care of animals, and to love and take the responsibility, because the animals will provide love and responsibility if they get the unconditional love of the children. Now, Dr. Ross, you have to give us a little bit of background about yourself. Did you yourself grow up on a farm? No, Tell us about your practice. What, what, what I, I grew story up, of you? I grew up at 45th Street and Madison Avenue. <laughs> and you end up on a farm in Brewster. And, and in the, at the Hotel Roosevelt, where my father was the house physician. I went away to school. Place I went, I had pets. When I was in college, I had pets. And uh, when I was 18 and a half in my junior year, we were driving to see a, a school where one of my father's nurses uh, was in residence. And uh, I went in and came out and I said, Listen, I know what I want to do, Dad. I want to run a school where children will be surrounded by animals. Father said, "Are you sure?" I said, "I'm positive." He took me to Montreal. He turned around, went back to New York, and when he came to pick me up, and I got back in the car, and I described to him what I wanted to do, he said, "I thought you would have forgotten that crazy idea, but if you really want to do it, let's go look at property." So, on October the 27th, 1947, we bought a piece of property in the, in the town of Patterson, which we thought was Brewster, and, and our mailing address is Brewster. And uh, we've been there ever since. And now we have hundreds of animals and hundreds of children. Uh, my training was originally a degree in French. Then I got a degree in early childhood education. Then I did group counseling. Then I did elementary education. And finally got a doctorate in human service administration. I figured if I didn't know how to administer by that time, I'll be out of business. <laughs> so you, you finally figured out what I you wanted to be, what you wanted to grow up. And, uh, it's a long time. It's 61 years, and my wife and I are married. Uh, we're in our 55th year, oh, and, we, and we live on the grounds. We've been there our entire married life. She works alongside of me every day, and it's wonderful. Now, have you had any of your alumni come back to the farm? Like, we do you have, have any a lot stories? of alumni. We have alumni on our board. We have alumni who come back. 
we see we see people all the time and and alumni as contributors which is wonderful and and we have alumni day every year and it gets it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year and we're very proud of we're proud of the children uh, you know I, I wouldn't say that every child has been a perfect success but our our job is to make them so they can at least work and earn a living stay out of trouble not end up in, in uh, you know falling backwards and I, I truthfully believe the majority you sometimes you have to wait but they come back and you can see the, the what this value is Dr. Ross, can you, you kind of tell us just a, a brief story, maybe somebody that sticks out in your mind, a child that came and then that you followed through when, and when they grew up? Well, I, I think I have a couple of stories. I have the story, uh, and, and some of them are related to work. Uh, one little boy uh, loved the farm. He worked with the animals. He went out on our farm on the move, which is our mobile with the animals, and he was always doing work. But one of the attractions, he didn't mind painting and getting his hands dirty. And now he owns a big uh, paint company with a lot of trucks. Uh, I have another one who, who uh, had a terrible childhood, lived, lived with us beyond when he should have lived with us, uh, is now a political consultant in, 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 in New York City, now on our board and doing exceptionally well. And, and we, you can face it that the children got a family atmosphere. And part of the family is having a pet and taking care of it and taking the responsibility. It must be good farm limited and something in the vegetables too. Geez. Well, we, we, you know, our adolescents have a garden, a five-acre garden, and it's marvelous how they can invest themselves and how we how we eat in the dining room. That the kinds of food that for for nourishment and and, and protection of your own health. The other thing that I'm extremely proud of is how how people can come to Green chimneys for a day and can get the feeling. We just had two visitors from Germany who want to replicate green chimneys in Europe and I looked at their, what they did. They gave me their accounting of what they did. They had the most marvelous time and because we don't, you know, we, we, we turn you loose. We give you somebody to take you around. But we get a chance to experience and you see it as it is. And I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud that that we have children who are uh, known to have problems, and yet the campus is open every day. You, your children, and your grandchildren, your friends can walk through. There's no charge. You can visit the farm. And we don't have to be worried about what might happen to you uh, because of the behavior of our children. Well, again, we're with Dr. Ross from uh, Green Chimneys, a dream that started, you knew the exact date, October, I'm sorry. 27th, 1947. <laughs> so, almost exactly, my, my goodness, my math is bad, so it's 2008 in October, so how many years is that, 50? Me? Oh. No, no, the 1947 until now. Uh, 61 years. Wow, so 61 years of success on the farm. Thank you, Dr. Ross. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much. You know, it's people like Dr. Ross and his wife, Myra, that I really think are um, going to be the testament to humanity. That's honestly what I feel. That That's the best of the best that you can get, helping both animals and um, children that are in need. Some of whom have actually gone on, as he referenced, to some very good careers. So it's really an it, when they say children are an investment in your future, they truly are. Anyway, 
talking about investments. I hope you're going to invest some of your time this weekend getting out and getting about. Like I said in our last show, this is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween season. Last weekend, I spent uh, pretty much the whole day back-to-back judging uh, Chihuahua contest and a pug contest with um you know for the best costumes and stuff and i have to tell you i was absolutely rolling on the floor laughing um it was so funny and so cute it was really great and, and i wanted to thank uh, ada nieves and um lynn randolph for giving me that opportunity it was a lot of fun i'll put up some pictures if i can but this weekend we also have some more fun things going on there are some Halloween things. Look at NewYorkTales.com for our schedule on that. And you will see me actually at Central Park at My Dog Love Central Park Day this Saturday, October 18th. New York Tales will have its own table and come out and say hello to us. I'm going to be taking pictures. I'm going to be talking. Maybe we'll get you on the radio. Who knows? But come come see us. I'd love to meet you. And then on Sunday, October 19th, of course, guess what? There's going to be the I Am's Cat Fancier's annual cat show at Madison Square Garden. I'm really looking forward to the cat show. I love the cat show. Mostly for the same reasons I love the dog show. You get to see so many breeds that you would never usually see in your life. But there's... There's hairless breeds, there's tailless breeds, there's breeds that um, my um, significant other, Bill, calls uh, that looks like Ham Toro, which is an um, anime hamster. <laughs> you can tell he likes anime, right? So go. A lot of fun things to do. Go out, get about, learn what it's all about. Anyway, that'll do it for me this week. Diane West, Pets in the City on Pet Life Radio. Thank you, Mark Winter, once again for your patience and giving me the opportunity to be on your network. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I see you have your own record out there, I think. Another round for my friends. So if you go to the PetLifeRadio.com site, check Mark out. And speaking of going out, I'm going out. This is Diane West, Pet Life Radio, Pets in the City, signing off. Until next time. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.